Pinna. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, my name is Adam Gidwitz. I'm an author. I'm also a storyteller. I like telling all kinds of stories, but I especially like telling grim fairy tales. You may think you know grim fairy tales, and you may think that they are sweet and boring. But listen, those tales you heard were the cute, happy, little kid bedtime versions of the grim tales. The original grim fairy tales aren't like that at all. They're weird, and sometimes gross and often scary. In other words, they're grim. And I'm about to walk into a classroom and tell one of the original grim, grim tales to a bunch of kids. Do you want to join me? Do you want to hear a grim fairy tale? Let me help you decide. This is the second part of an epic tale called Two Brothers. If you haven't listened to the first part, you're going to want to. On a scale of grim grimmer and grimmest. The first part of the story was grimmer. The second part of the story is also grimmer. While it's not too scary, someone might get eaten by wild animals, and someone else might lose their head. Literally. 
If I get to a part of the story and you start to feel scared or uncomfortable, this is what you could do. You could turn down the volume and count to five, then turn the volume back up. If it still seems like a part you don't want to hear, just turn the volume down and count to five again. You know how much weird and gross and scary you're ready for. You know what you need. Okay, I'm at the classroom door now. There are kids inside, waiting to hear a grim fairy tale. So, are you coming in? Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest. All right, guys. Welcome back to the story of two brothers. On the Dragon's Mountain, the animals were all still sleeping soundly inside the church. Finally, the lion yawned and roused himself. When he saw Brother North's body and his head a little distance away, he shook the bear. The bear yawned, saw the body, and shook the wolf. The wolf yawned, saw the body, and shook the fox. The fox yawned, saw the body, and shook the hare. The hare yawned, saw the body, and screamed. What happened? Demanded the lion. The animals soon figured it out and decided that the hare should make it right. How can I do that? Asked the hare. He's dead. The wolf, who had traveled farther than any of the other animals, said... There's a certain route on a certain mountain that can bring him back to life. How far is the mountain? The hare asked, and the wolf replied, A year's journey. But if it takes a year to get to the mountain, wouldn't it take a year back? Uh-oh, bum, bum, bum. You're right. A year and a day. The lion turned to the hare. You'll go to the mountain and come back in 24 hours. The hare couldn't believe it. What? I can't! Said the hare, but the lion said... <laughs> And off the hare went. <laughs> 24 hours later, the hare was back with the root. What? Oh, what? How, how, how? Lions are very motivating. But no, how does it... 24 hours later, the hare was back with the root. So the animals put the root in Brother North's mouth and put his head back on his neck. The lion told them not to tell Brother North what had happened. And they agreed because they didn't want to get in trouble for falling asleep. But they were very nervous. And they weren't so good with human anatomy. What is human anatomy? No Anyone know what anatomy means? It's like where everything on your body goes. Correct. So they put Brother North's head on backwards. <laughs> when Brother North woke up, he looked around and asked what had happened and why his head was on backwards. <laughs> the animals were doubly embarrassed now, but they promised to make it right. So the lion tore off his head again. And the hare had to go back and get another root. How do you think this went down? Yeah, actually, I was just going to say that. The brother was like, uh, hey, guys, uh, something seems uh, weird. Uh, oh, yeah, you got your head cut off. We put it back on. What? And why did you put it on backwards? Uh, stand still. Rawr! <laughs> Which is just the worst way to wake up from a nap, right? Yeah. 24 hours later, the hare was back again, and Brother North's head was back on properly. When he realized the princess was no longer in the church, he figured that she'd changed her mind about marrying him and had slipped away while he and the animals slept. That made him sad. He wandered for another year, depressed and slightly resentful of the lion for ripping off his head a second time without any warning at all. But after a year, Brother North returned to the town with the Dragon Mountain to discover that it was all draped in red cloth. He went to the tavern and asked the tavern keeper why. 
The tavern keeper explained that a year ago, the marshal had killed the dragon, and tomorrow he'd be marrying the princess. Well, this really ticked off Brother North. He still didn't know who had cut off his head, and he didn't know if the princess had run away, or if maybe the marshal had tricked her into marrying him, or what. But he did know that the marshal was lying about killing the dragon, and that the whole thing stunk. So he said to the hare, Go to the palace, find the princess, get her attention somehow so you're certain she's seen you, and then come back to me. So the hare ran to the palace, sneaked past the guards, and wandered until he found the princess in the royal dining room. She was sitting at supper with the marshal and the king and all the courtiers. The hare saw her, and he thought she saw him, but he wanted to make sure. So he began to do a weird little dance, which made the princess giggle, which meant she definitely saw him. So the hare scampered off. Um, can any of you, one of you, do a weird little dance? Uh, go ahead. That's an excellent dance. Okay, wait. Um, because no one can see that, I need one person to volunteer to describe what she's doing while she's doing it. Okay? You're gonna describe it. Ready? She seemed to run in place while waving her arms about her. Kind of like a penguin. All right, very good. The hare came back and reported to Brother North. Brother North turned to the fox and told him to do the same thing. So the fox scampered off, slipped into the palace, found the princess in the royal dining room, and did a weird little dance for her, too. Then the wolf went, then the bear, and finally the lion. Well, by the time the bear was dancing for the princess, everyone at supper was noticing. The king asked the princess what was going on. I'm not allowed to say, said the princess, glancing at the marshal. For the marshal, you remember, had threatened to kill her if she told the king what had really happened on the mountain. But by the time the lion had finished dancing, everyone wanted to know what was going on. They demanded answers from the princess. So she took a deep breath and said, Send for the master of those weird dancing animals, and all will be revealed. How did a lion sneak past guards? Great question. Probably like this. (laughs) So the king sent his servant to follow the lion back to Brother North. Soon thereafter, Brother North arrived at the palace. The marshal didn't recognize Brother North, who had grown a beard in the years since the battle with the dragon. The king beckoned to Brother North. You, sir, explain yourself. What is this business of dancing animals? Show me the dragon's seven heads, and all will be revealed. The court began to murmur. The king snapped his fingers, and the dragon's seven heads were wheeled into the royal dining room on a wooden cart. Brother North addressed the king. Your Majesty... Who killed this fearsome dragon? The marshal, said the king. Always eager to boast, the marshal leapt to his feet and retold the tale of how he, the marshal, had killed the dragon. His story was so full of lies, it was all Brother North could do to keep from laughing. But the princess dared not laugh, for she did not doubt that the marshal would cut her throat the moment she contradicted him. After the marshal finished his story, Brother North turned to the king. May I look at the dragon heads? The king nodded. Brother North opened each of the dragon's mouths. I have a question for the marshal. What is he going to ask? Where the tongues are and he has them. Where are their tongues? The marshal stammered for a moment. And then he said, Dragons have no tongues. And it's a big lie. A really big lie. Brother North replied, It would be better if liars had no tongues. And he pulled the princess's kerchief out of his pocket and announced, Everyone knows that the proof you've killed a dragon is its tongue. 
and Brother North opened the kerchief, and there were the seven dragon tongues. Brother North put each tongue back in the dragon mouth it had come from, and they fit perfectly. Then he handed the kerchief back to the princess. As he did, he asked her, Who did you give this kerchief to? To the man who killed the dragon, with the help of his animals and me. The king looked at her, astonished. But the marshal screamed and rushed at the princess, brandishing a dagger. But before he could cut the princess's throat, the animals were on top of him. And they ate him right then and there, in front of the king and the princess. Which everyone thought was totally fair. What? I think it was the dining well, room. I think yeah, totally appropriate. Yeah, I think that made everyone else lose their appetite. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> also, there's the fact that hares are vegetarians. Oh, that's right. I guess the air ate them too. Yeah. No, the hare was just like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I fine. want some. I'm fine. <laughs> so Brother North and the princess were married. You would think the story would be over, right? But this is the most epic grim fairy tale ever. So it's not over. Brother North and the princess lived happily for a time. Every day they walked together and laughed and sang songs. And after dinner, they sat down and played checkers, which was their favorite game. Everything was as it should be, with one exception. The king kept receiving reports of peasants entering a strange forest on the far edges of the kingdom, and then never coming out. Well, Brother North wanted to find out what was going on in this strange, cursed forest. The princess begged him not to go. But that only made Brother North more curious. So Brother North and his animals headed into the distant forest. They had not gone but a few steps inside when a beautiful, pure white doe loped by. Brother North had never seen a pure white doe. What's a doe? A deer. Oh, doe, a deer, a, a female, female deer. Exactly. So he ran after it, his animals behind him. They chased the doe through the woods until finally, as night began to fall, the doe disappeared. Brother North looked up and realized he was completely lost. Even the wolf, with its great sense of smell, couldn't figure out the way back to the palace. And this is why nobody comes out of that forest. Brother North and the animals sat down under a large tree, and Brother North made a fire. Then, from up in the tree, they heard a moaning. Oh, oh, I'm so cold. <laughs> Brother North looked up. Sitting on a high branch of the tree was an old woman. He called up to her. Come down here by the fire and warm up. Oh, I could never. Your animals would eat me up. <laughs> they won't, I promise. Oh, no, no, they would. I'll just stay up here and freeze to death. Why should you care? You have a good fire. <laughs> Brother North said, please, I assure you. They will not harm you. The old woman hesitated. Then she held up a stick. If you hit them with this willow switch, and if they don't bite you, then maybe, maybe I'll come down. No, no, no. She threw down the stick. Brother North rolled his eyes. Don't do it. He said, look. And he tapped each of his animals with the willow switch. And instantly, they all turned to stone cackled the old woman. And she dropped from the tree, grabbed the switch from Brother North's hands, and smacked him with it. And he, like his animals, became a stone statue of himself. Yeah? That's How many times is this person going to die, but then come back to life? <laughs> he has died a lot. I don't think he's coming back to life this time. 
The old woman dragged each of her new stone statues to a ravine to join hundreds of others, and she laughed and patted their heads fondly. When Brother North did not return to the palace, the princess became more and more worried. Meanwhile, the brother who had gone south had wandered for some time and hadn't had nearly the adventures that his brother, who had gone north, had had. Were you wondering when we'd finally get back to Brother South? Brother South decided to return to the knife in the tree and see how his brother was faring. He was both horrified and confused to find the north side of the knife all mottled, half rusty, and half clean. What did that mean? Was his brother dead? Half dead? And how can you be half dead? So Brother South took his animals and hurried north, in the direction his brother had journeyed. Soon he came to the kingdom with the Dragon Mountain, He stopped into the first tavern he found, intending to ask if the tavern keeper had seen his brother. But as soon as Brother South walked in, the tavern keeper said, Oh, the the prince is back! Your Highness! You're back at last! We were so worried! They were twins! They look the same! And they both have all these crazy animals with them, right? Oh yeah, they have the same animals! Brother South was confused. The tavern keeper pushed him out the door. Hurry to the palace! Your wife, the princess, is sick with worry. So Brother South hurried to the palace. As he went, he thought, I'd better pretend to be my brother. It might be easier to save him from whatever they've done to him. They haven't done anything to him. But he doesn't know that. the forest. Right, but Brother South doesn't know that, right? When he arrived at the palace, the princess threw her arms around Brother South and said, Why did you stay away so long? Brother South stammered out something about hunting, which was his best guess as to what his brother had been doing. Since he was right, the princess believed him and welcomed him home warmly. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The next day, they walked together and laughed, and the princess sang a song while Brother South listened. After dinner, the princess sat down to play checkers. But Brother South said he did not like checkers, which the princess thought was strange, and made her a little sad. But she was so happy to be reunited with her husband that she didn't give it much thought. 
Brother South stayed a few days, learning all he could about his brother's disappearance, walking and laughing with the princess. But never would he play checkers. Finally, after a week of this, Brother South announced that he would go to the forest where his brother had been lost. But he didn't say it that way, because that would have given him away, obviously. He said, I'm going back to the same forest I got lost in before. And the princess said, That sounds dumb. <laughs> but he did it anyway, because he wanted to find his brother. So Brother South journeyed with his animals to the distant forest. They had not gone very far when the white doe came cantering by. Brother South chased it, for it was beautiful, and also he was sure his brother would have done the same. Soon it was dark, and Brother South and his animals were lost. They sat down beneath a large tree and made a fire. Just then, they heard moaning. Oh, oh, I'm so cold. Brother South looked up. Sitting on a high branch of the tree was an old woman. He invited her to come down by the fire. Oh, I could never. Your animals would eat me up. Brother South said, no, they won't. Oh, no, no, they would. I'll just stay up here and freeze to death. Why should you care? You have a good fire. Well, Brother South did not like this old woman. You want to get warm or not? If you hit them with this willow switch, and if they don't bite you, then maybe, maybe I'll come down. She threw down the stick. Brother South stared up at the old woman. Well? Brother South said, I'm not hitting my animals, and I don't trust you. Come down here at once and tell me what you've done with my brother. <laughs> so, you think you're the clever brother, huh? Well, I won't be coming down there. You can just stay in this forest until you starve. Brother South pulled out his bow and shot the old woman. The old woman laughed some more. She's invincible? Your arrows don't hurt me. She cackled. <laughs> Brother South thought about it. She had seemed afraid of his animals. He turned to them. Which one of you can climb? The bear raised its big paw. <gasps> what? Said the old woman. Really? Go get her, said Brother South. <laughs> and the big bear shimmied up the tree like it was born to. The old woman screamed, and with one swap, the bear knocked her out of the tree. The lion put its mouth around her head, and the wolf sat on her. Please, please, don't let them hurt me. She moaned. Brother South demanded, Where is my brother? The old woman pointed to the ravine. The bear climbed out of the tree, picked the old woman up in its big paws, and carried her to the ravine, followed by Brother South and the other animals. There, they saw hundreds and hundreds of stone statues. Brother South said, Turn them back. The old woman hesitated. The bear tightened his teeth around the back of her neck. With a sigh, she snapped her willow wand with her bony old hands. At just that moment, all the statues turned back into living creatures, including Brother North. When the two brothers saw each other, they embraced and the animals embraced their long-lost siblings. During all of this, the old woman tried to sneak away. But the wolves smelled her, and they chased her down. Nope. And they ate her. As soon as the old woman was dead, the forest opened up, 
and the kingdom was revealed through the trees, lying not three miles hence. The brothers marveled at the strange magic, and they made their way back to the palace together. On the way, they decided to play a little joke. Brother North went to the south gate of the palace and entered that way. Brother South went to the north gate and entered that way. In the throne room, where the princess and king were sitting, two guards came in at the exact same time. The The prince has has returned. returned! They each announced. Then they looked at each other. He's arrived at the south gate, said one. No, he's at the north gate, the other replied. The king and the princess were totally befuddled. Then both brothers came in, followed by their animals. The king looked at them both. He asked the princess, Can you tell which is your husband? And the princess had to say, Nope, I can't. The brothers laughed and explained the whole thing. But the king said, Wait, so Brother South has been the one walking and laughing and playing checkers with you every day? Brother North was overcome with jealousy and rage. He shouted, You play checkers with her? And in one swift motion, he cut off Brother South's head. Yes, really. Brother North instantly regretted it, and he fell to his knees over his dead brother. The princess fell beside him. She said, What have you done? He was always so kind to me, and we never even played checkers. How could you have done this? Brother North was horrified. He killed his brother for nothing. He wept even more bitterly. But his animals just turned and looked at the hare. Eh, I know, I know, said the hare. (laughs) And he ran off to the mountain and got the root, and he brought it back. And Brother South's head was put back on, the right way round. And all was forgiven. And they stayed there together, the brothers, the princess, the king, and all the animals. And they lived happily ever after. The end. One of them did a heroic part, and the other one did another heroic Totally. Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest is a Pinna original production. Created, written, and narrated by me, Adam Gidwitz, author of A Tale Dark and Grim. Produced and edited by Ilana Milner. Casting and voice direction by Paula Gammon Wilson. Sound design and mixing by Beat Street NYC. Location recording by Jason Gambrell and Evan Viola. Characters voiced by Allison Lee Rosenfeld, Billy Bob Thompson, Sonofia Mitchell, David Wills. George Lambert, H.D. Quinn, Kaylin Lee Clinton, Kylie Claxton, Lori Hines, Mark Thompson, Marka Bartolo, and Tom Weiland. Special thanks to the staff and students at Brooklyn Friends School and Manhattan Country School. You guys are awesome. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.